Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. And today, we are focusing on a topic and that topic is building a community. And I'm doing that with the wonderful Seki Tapa Suarez. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. And now it's time to go off script and find out all things building a community. And please, welcome back to the show, Seki. Hello, hello, hello from across the corridor from you. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, someone's still recovering. Yeah, still recovering. Uh, But we are plodding on and we're going to do uh, an episode today all about building communities. And I thought, who better to do this with than someone that's built three communities, three improv communities. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's a big word that build. Um, I, I guess the first thing I'm going to say is the backdrop of this is because I've moved so many times in life. I've lived in three different countries, uh, several islands. <laughs> so it's it's, I think, a habit that I've settled into as somebody who's always sort of uprooted herself and found herself elsewhere. So maybe that's just a side effect of, of just the kind of life um, I've had since my 20s. Well, let's start with Gossip Improv because you are one of the co-founders of Gossip Improv. And that is a wonderful community that exists not just in person for locals to gossip, but it also brings people from all over the world together every other Friday. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's let's sort of talk about how that started and then the evolution of of what it started as to what it is now. Sure. Well, you'll have uh, you'll have recent, not so recent, sorry, past episodes where you've had Jess Neptine Hodgkinson on and she's mentioned how Glossop Improv started. And I think that was, as we've said before, the result of two people who didn't want to have to catch the train to and from Manchester for improv, because Manchester is less than 40 minutes away from Glossop. But the, just the idea of, of, let's say, a winter, a winter Friday evening, you know, and uh, you have to make sure that you do the improv and get back home if you find improv uh, events in, in Manchester, of which there are a few, quite a few really good groups there. So in order to skip all that, Jess and I, and see, here's the key thing that um, I am always, I find strength in finding kinship with people and then we're on the right page and I find these people and I think that's probably what I bring to the table that I will nurture the kind of friendship with people where we can be thickest thieves and then we can be what's the what's the popular phrase for that partners in crime and then and then we think oh let's start this we can do this because we're together we're, we're gonna do this together and then we do it. So Jess and I started Gossip Improv in, in back then. And then it's just really grown into this lovely, lovely community over there. So when you say back then, when was it just, uh, I know I, I've i been told this before on the show, but if, if there's any new listeners, uh, just when did Gossip Improv start? What year was it? I'm going to say that because I met Jess probably towards the end of 2017, I think we arranged our first few sessions at the Partington Theatre in 2018. It would have been this summer, I believe. I think that's where we started it. It's getting a bit muddled, you know, the before times, before 2020. But yeah, I believe that's what we did. We got a lot of our friends, our mutual acquaintances, to come to the session and give it a go. And it was a proper 
it was a proper step forward for us. We we went flying around the town. We we went we approached shops and told them about our plan. And so it, it has such humble beginnings because we've had sessions where it's been just very quiet, but we've had a really small group that's been with us from the beginning and they're still there. And people have come and gone, but then there's this merry old group there now that that just stage Thursday shows at the Oakwood pub and we've taken it to a place where we can do online sessions which you and I plan for with a, a, our own little merry band of, of very supportive members of the community such as Joe and San and David and the others like I love that Glossop Improv has become both an online thing and uh, what we call Glossop Actual, which is really cute. And then sometimes we make our way there, depending on the workshops and the, the scheduling. So yeah, it's a lovely, lovely place that Jess and I dreamed of doing and we got we actually got to do it. There's a very active WhatsApp chat as well. <laughs> and it's full of people from the in-person and online worlds that all exist in this one chat. And some of them have never met each other, but they also know each other just from the WhatsApp group. Yeah, when it was time for me to leave Glossop and move to North Wales, I remember that was the first time I met some of them because we'd arranged a, a sort of going away party at the, at the theatre, if you rem remember. Mm -hmm. 2021 and that was the first time we met um new ian and aileen as you like it was a really nice evening really nice yeah it's funny when you take a moment just to reflect and think back you realize actually yeah there are people that used to come to to online things for example that were kind of a staple for a long time and then they've sort of disappeared and and that has happened in, in real life as well in mm. um gloss of improv and in flinch of funny bone where I, I, and i know it happens at lci a lot and, and other places i've spoken to where you get people that do just come for a long long time and then for whatever reason life changes and you you don't see them anymore and maybe you'll see them here or there, or maybe you just won't see them again. Maybe they've moved away completely, or mm. they've got a new job or a new hobby, which happens on that particular night. I, I'm thinking back uh, to my badminton club, for example, and you know I've been at that club for over 20 years, and there's a very small group of people that have been there for that entire 20 years with me. And I can't even remember like half of the people that have come and gone in that time. So many people have sort of come in and out. Some of them might stay for quite a few years as well. And then they just sort of disappear because life, life takes them in different directions. Yeah, that's the thing about communities that are built. I think there's always this core that stays intact. And that's generally made up of the most dedicated and really passionate individuals that believe in that that organization, that space that's been made. So in Gossip Improv, our, our OG, as you will, there's James and there's ENP and there's Vince, the, the people who were there from the very beginning and believed in it. And sometimes they'll dip in and out of the activities, but throughout it all, there's this, there's just this connection that everybody finds is really important. And so, there's the WhatsApp group, you know, the, the best thing about having a WhatsApp group is you can stay connected no matter how busy people can get. There's a general sense of respect about what can be discussed or talked about in the group. Um, all it ever becomes is that, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of really happy, jokey moments there. And should any sort of, should anything less than ideal happen there, it's swiftly talked about by the community and set right know over the years so i think it's all about like the kind of uh atmosphere you build so that that core group will keep it together whoever changes in that core group you know they'll come in and then they'll they'll take the mantle and then i think that's the the really coolest thing that i observe that jess really champions is that she champions like the empowerment of every single member it truly is a community for us and i feel like because we're on the same page there it stays that way yeah definitely 
So that is is Gloucester Being Proud pretty much summed up, I think. You know, Gloucester Being Proud mm-hmm. is a wonderful place and people can join us online. People can go there in person. And there's things like over the summer, there were there were special workshops because the regular sessions do take a break for the summer. But then they had Sunday workshops where different people were taking turns to run focus sessions, working on certain things. So, you know, it, it's great. And it's part of the evolution of, of a community and it's little things like that that can bring new people in hmm. well there's this thing that i really learned when i lived in places like cyprus when i lived there for over a year i looked for improv communities there and it was in the capital city uh, nicosia which was an, an unfortunate bus away and that bus the bus schedule was just atrocious. I I wouldn't have been able to find my way back home. But I remember very distinctly, there was a lady we'd met because we were couch surfing hosts. And that's how we met a lot of our friends over there. We'd host like minded people and then they'd be on their way to places like Nicosia. And that's how we met her that that um, she was a professor in Nicosia. And because I knew her, and I told her about there being improv in Nicosia one evening, like just like that, snap of a finger she she said hey because it's very late why don't you stay at my place after the improv evening you could just stay there are no buses going back to larnaca and i did so i stayed with her and i appreciated her instinctive impulsive hospitality i i took that with me and so even now let's say there are improvisers from around the world and i know i live close to liverpool and chester just being that extra couch option that they could have so that they can be somewhere where they can do improv or be creative with people and know that they've got a couch to crash on in a safe place with Wi-Fi. I like that because I'm just paying it forward. So it's just another thing that I do. Like Helena from Korea was here mm-hmm. and she, she, she and I, we just knew each other online. I love the, I love the aura of Helena. She's just this amazing improviser like this energy of just like wonderful love of life and so i thought i've, I've got to meet this girl <laughs> i did because because she had a she had a gig to do in liverpool for for liverpool comedy improv and i said hey liverpool is like this far away if if you if you stay over here at my place then you can just take a train and a bus etc etc you can get there. And in the end, I ended up going to her improv session, etc. And it worked out so well. And I feel like the sense of community that we are talking about that builds that builds things like gossip improv and here in North Wales, Flint or Funny Bone, it's because I think if you open your doors to the right sort of connection with people, then you're going to end up you know building a community is more like you're connecting with people and they connect with you and then you create that space and other people come and then that's it you've got a community but that's basically what happens wherever i go now <laughs> well we'll talk about flinch and funny bone and stand tall now as well now flinch and funny bone wouldn't exist if you hadn't have thought of the idea for stand tall and stand tall and flinch and funny bone wouldn't live in the space that they live in if you hadn't had a connection in Glossop. Mm. So yes. talk about that. Oh yes. So when I live in Glossop, I knew this man called Steve Roberts who runs a bookshop in in town center. Um so when I decided to move to North Wales I had decided that I was gonna create a space for young children in the performing arts. Let's skip a few steps there. But because of that, I said on my Facebook social media platform, hey, I'm moving to North Wales to Flintshire. And I'm looking for like-minded people because I'll be looking for teachers, people who sing and act and dance. And I'd love to be able to meet these people, et cetera, et cetera. And Steve knew somebody. And this somebody has become so important in our community building he knew this person, tagged her on a post, said, Hey, Sarah, this, this person, Seki, is moving to North Wales. You should connect. Lo and behold, months later, we came up to Cafe Isa, you and I, and 
she likes the idea so much of just spontaneous creativity and she embraced it right away and embraced us and there we are we've got our home for flinter funny bone improv and i got to do something i really love which is to introduce the idea of this core value found in improv like i'm i'm speaking like a viola spolin-esque type of improv the welcoming kind where it's just inclusivity and i wanted to introduce it to children young young children introduce it early so that by the time life hits them hard they've built a nice sort of like a very nice core strength inside them to face it and that's dental improv yeah now i remember when we met sarah for the first time because i came along with mm. you it was still during my christmas holidays at the time i gave you a lift yeah. i just thought oh yeah. i'm just gonna come along eat some breakfast while you two have a chat i ended up sort of sitting there with you being part of that whole uh, meeting where you were talking about what you were working on with children at the time and hoping to build in the future and it yeah. just kind of segued into us all of a sudden talking about doing something with adults there as well it we didn't go into it thinking hey we're going to start uh, an improv community in the area for for adults as well but just from the conversations we were we were having with sarah she you know she champions this sort of thing starting starting various different communities that can all meet at Cafe Issa and bring all sorts of different people together. And all of a sudden, we sort of came away from that meeting thinking, oh, we we can actually do some improv for adults as well, which wasn't what we yeah. went in there for. And then it was a massive game changer for us because getting to Liverpool, so Liverpool is like the the hub really in, in our area for improv. You know, there's a lot going on that with LCI for starters and then there's other things going on there as well and that is the closest or was the closest place for us to go for regular yeah. improv but we weren't able to go because of the way life had, had got and schedules and things and then all of a sudden it was like oh wait a minute north wales doesn't have improv so let's just <laughs> give it improv all of a sudden we were presented with this wonderful opportunity to start something here's a venue and working with sarah and nikki that run cafe isa has just been incredible mm. because they're so easy to work with and they're so supportive and they're part of like the flinch funny bone family as well part of the community absolutely uh, and not just flinch funny bone improv it's stantol has grown in the last year and a half and i'm so proud of it because the whole idea of Santal Improv is that first I turned it into a community interest company so that it it's the it, it was the um advice of somebody here, Mike Dodd, his advice was to turn it into a CIC. Excellent advice because then the structure of it, the business model, it gives back to the community and that's what I, I've always wanted it to be. And the fact that the fact that um, the, all the case studies I've built so far led to a few really good connections. And when I say good connection, I mean meaningful connection. So for example, uh, we've had the privilege of becoming friends with Steve Green. And I asked Steve Green to be part of Stan Tall. And lo and behold, look look at the stuff we've been able to do all year. We, we've We've received the kind of project opportunities that really really put the community first center stage and we've been able to get work where we we connect with people i really relate with people who have who have come to the country um because of circumstances in life and we've met immigrants and refugees we've worked with them and we're we're determined to create um, a kind of place for everybody that's like them like us like like me who find ourselves in the uk and you need that kind of place to stay confident and self-assured and independent no matter where you come from 
and where you end up you're gonna you're gonna be able to find a place to get back on your feet and Stantol became like that in the last year um so it it it, it empowers children as they grow up and then it it has made itself uh, a really nice option um, for things like English speaking clubs, which we've been able to do in Flincher. And yeah, that one I'm particularly proud of as well, just because we, we met so many wonderful people that way. And all because, and here's the networking part, Ian, all because I go to bell ringing and and just just talking to people there, asking them how things are, and realizing oh the community is dealing with with issues locally. Would you be able to be part of it and volunteer? Um, yeah, so that's that's how we we found a lot of our a lot a lot of our case studies. Yeah, so it started off as an idea to empower children in the area through improv techniques mm -hmm. and it's sort of grown into this incredible incredible sort of beast really where now you're sort of the go-to people for helping helping people to integrate into the community helping them to speak english and uh, that's happened with you know the ukrainians a lot it's happening with afghans now so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah immigrants in the area are really benefiting from from stand tall and sort of the improv side of things as well as the the language side of things i, I guess we should tell people you are qualified to teach the language it's, it's not <laughs> oh, just yeah. improv yeah. stuff <laughs> i found a very good overlap in my background as a, a teacher of um, english as a foreign language and that number one i know what it's like to be an immigrant to be an outsider to come to come to a place from somewhere far away. I know what it's like to be uprooted. Um, Steve himself has experience with community building efforts and projects of that sort out in Africa, etc. So between the two of us, we brought we brought this together with improv because improv is not just comedy or being silly or funny as a kind of well-being thing. Improv is also it's very much a spontaneous exercise. Um, where it's not just you know somebody realizing oh i am improvising every time i have a conversation with people it's more than that improv can be that universal body language that overcomes the language barrier until the language is there you can rely on more universal expressions of love or acceptance or more basic things like um joy hunger anger things like that can be expressed in some way and the frustration people have when they're somewhere new is that you're a full-grown person in your own right and you're somewhere and you can't even express that because the culture has a different way of expressing confidence or or assurance and you're gonna have to redo that whole thing because of the culture and the language so the culture is one aspect that is at the forefront of of stand tall improv so that's why i think the connection is more meaningful there because we always take into account culture all the nuances that happen uh, between the words and under the surface we explain that as well to people who who find themselves in flincher and so if you're a child growing up and you're going through puberty, it's that same thing. You're adjusting to that nuance, to becoming an adult in, in, in an adult environment. Same thing with immigrants. And so um, I think improv has really helped. It's like the extra ingredient that really makes that entire thing work. Yeah, I think what really sort of hit it home to me was when you were telling me stories with the with the ukrainians so obviously they've been displaced due to the war and mm. some of these people were like really well respected people back in ukraine they had incredible jobs they were doctors nurses accountants lawyers etc they've been displaced yeah. and they're just they've just landed here in in a random sleepy town in north wales and they're being told they can't even get a job in a chicken factory because 
they don't speak good enough English. And I'm like, wow, these people back at home are saving lives and uh, doing doing great work, like getting probably good money for it. And now they're being told, oh, no, no, you, you can't even work in a chicken factory. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It, the, I think what you're describing is this idea of people's dignity and what a language barrier can take away from you if that's the central thing you know career profession your your worth in society on paper things like that so what stand tall improv stands for <laughs> to repeat the word <laughs> in one sentence is this dignity is important the sense of dignity and identity it matters more than anything that's written down on paper so it's it's something if you champion it it everything stems from that so so people need to be acknowledged for what their real worth is which is a combination of their life experience where they come from and that must never be that must never be scoffed at because the fact that you made it to adulthood and that you you have you've been a member of a community before that should never be forgotten and i think people need that to be acknowledged for them to you know to bloom in a new place that must always be considered so i think because that's the back that's the background in fact that's the spine of our approach to these these groups of people that we meet i think this is why stantal improv is working as a community driven um uh, thing organization so i think that's at the that's at the helm so i think that's why it works and i could i could say the same about fincher funny bone improv which is the the mentality that we bring to it as well yeah yeah definitely um and especially a lot of people don't know what improv is or they, they scoff at the idea of it if they do have an idea of what it is but then when people come along and try it uh I love what we've created with with Flinch Funny Bone. Mm -hmm. Just like LCI has uh, that great feeling when you go there, you feel safe and comfortable to sort of just lean into who you are, and that's what people get at Flinch Funny Bone. I think. Yeah, you know when we we have those moments like last Monday when we had this pun game and no puns were coming out. We were just dry and we all stood there there was this big pregnant pause and then we all laughed at our audience and we said eh we're not there yet but we're getting there and i loved how there was an aura of we were all failing together which was great and we were all just laughing it off and that should be a kind of way to uh, to face the bigger disappointments in life if you can be silly about how you failed then you can get up quicker you can get, you can get up and stand taller you can get up and just sort of brush it off and then you, you you're not afraid of failing then because you know that's just get that just gets you a step forward and then you can do more after that so it's no big deal you get up dust yourself off and you keep at it that was like such a microcosm of that that monday evening when we all failed and we all laughed it off i, I absolutely love that moment what I think is very cool as well, just thinking about it now, is when we have just our regular Flincher Funny Bone sessions every other Monday, people can just come and watch. Like They don't have to actually come and take part, but they can just come, have a tea or a coffee, have some cake, whatever, because you know it is still a, a cafe and, a, and a, a library that is, is open for the evening when we're there, and people can just come and watch. And last last week... We had a couple come specifically just to come and watch our our, our drop in session, just mm. just for a good laugh that night. Yeah, yeah, I love that about improv as well, and it's maybe an often overlooked aspect of improv from the the bigger world where people think, oh, improv, oh, comedy, oh, heckling, ah, somebody like who thinks. He, he's funny somebody who thinks she's funny you know things like that um that that is in the in the world of comedy stand-up comedy that's a thing uh it has a lot of it that kind of lends itself to that sort of sort of i call it a little bit like it's a bit um 
I'd say it's... I'm struggling for a really good word, but stand-up comedy, you gotta be prepared for it. When you're gonna go to stand-up comedy gigs, you know you're gonna sit in the front, and if you sit in the front, you're gonna get picked on, or people will heckle you, this and the other. But in improv, we we don't... That, that doesn't happen. We we stamped that out it's not it's not the kind of thing that an improv environment is an improv environment is one of respect and teamwork and camaraderie and it's always about a group together and the audience becomes another character in the whole thing the audience with the ideas and the the prompts it's 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 one big living organism of just people being being silly and great and open with each other that's a difference yeah. i guess i've been preparing some sort of notes for myself because i've got uh, another session coming up where i'm going to be teaching improv for voice actors for gravy for the brain that's coming up in november and i've been going through some things that i'm going to be focusing on and early on in that session i'm going to be explaining to people that to help them understand what improv is if they're not sure that improv you know i'm here to laugh with you not here to laugh at you because mm. i think that is one of the big differences between improv and stand-up you know stand-up comedians they're there to poke the bear to sort of get people riled up and to make people the butt of the jokes and make themselves look like the sort of the alpha in the room whereas that's not what improv's about. Improv, we're there. We've got each other's back. We support each other. We laugh with each other, not at each other. Exactly. And if I take it back to the the Stantol improv community interest company, I think the improv element of... Oh, <laughs> you're making a face. Okay, everybody, this podcast may be audio only to you, but uh, Ian's making cute little funny faces at me <laughs> over the interwebs. <laughs> Where was I? Ah, yes. That's the thing about when you use improv in a space like an English-speaking club, uh, that element of, hey, it's okay to do something badly because that's the whole point of learning we use that to our benefit. So when Steve and I, who are very performance-driven, performing arts-driven, rather, <laughs> performance-driven is like a company thing. Mm -hmm. We're performing arts-driven, and what we do is we reach out and try to speak the mother tongue of our participants. And we, we do it badly at some parts, but we show them that we're really trying. So we try to get the accent right, the enunciation, the, the inflections, we try to get it right. And they end up trying to teach us. and it kind of gives them this whole paradigm shift where suddenly they're the teacher and they're trying to empower us. And then they feel like, oh yeah, it's just that, it's really just like that. It's just the tables have turned. They couldn't speak my language to save their lives. Here I am teaching them. And so now we know, oh yeah, well, it's just a matter of learning language A or language B. And so they, they lean forward a little bit more after that when it's English. And then they try to see how they can produce those sounds that gives them the, the you know, the, the more English vowels and consonants. And then that's improv, really, because you can be silly together. You can openly just just openly accept and own the fact that if you're going to learn the language, you're going to have to speak it badly first. Mm -hmm. And I love how improv is a vehicle for that kind of learning space. Um, and w without it, it, it could get so academic, so just cold and kind of like soul, soul, uh, soul destroying, especially if you don't like learning new languages. And also English is very difficult to learn. That is true. Um, now, I've been thinking about a question and if if someone was to say to you, what advice would you give them for building a community? What would you say? I'm going to give you a moment to think because I'm, I've had a thought on it. So just one more time, I'll say the question. What advice would you give to someone that wants to build a community? So for me, this podcast is kind of a community as well. You know, we have regular listeners 
and a regular community of, of people that will interact with posts and things like that. And we've got Flinch of Footy Bone, which I'm a big part of, and, and Glossop, etc. And two things for me. Number one, be passionate. Like, do it because you love it, because it's not always going to be easy. There's going to be times when you're going to want to be doing anything else but that thing, but you've committed to that thing. So you have to really be passionate about it and love it, because then uh, even on the days when you don't really feel like doing it, the commitment doesn't feel so onerous because you know that you really love it. So you're going to go when you're under the weather and all that kind of stuff. And you're going to make sure that other people are going to get those opportunities, even if you're not on top form. It does help, obviously, when you're doing that with someone else. It's a lot harder, I think, if, if you're doing something by yourself. But at least we have each other for a, a lot of these things. Or you have Steve for the, the stand tall things as well. Uh, mm. The other thing, I think, is consistency. Just be consistent. So in terms of the podcast, I make sure I get episodes out, uh, set intervals, and that they're always there. It's consistent because... <laughs> now you're pulling faces. Uh, it's consistent because <laughs> if you <laughs> if you sort of stop doing something a little while, people have short attention spans and they can very easily forget that the podcast exists. But if it keeps coming, it keeps uh, dropping. If subscribed to it and it keeps appearing, then oh yeah, yeah, there's that thing that I like. I'm going to continue with it and I'm not going to replace it with something else because it's been so long before another episode and. Mm -hmm. When we do Flitch Funnable, when we do Glossop Improv online, we make sure we stick to that schedule. Even if we're not going to be able to get to a session for Glossop Improv online, for example, we make sure that someone else is able to take that session and that those that are looking for that session are going to get a session. Hmm. So, uh, oh, what's my take on it? I think advice for people who want to build a community is this. So there are more known bits of advice, such as know who your friends are. Yeah, you're going to hear that. Know who the people are who, who, who support you, who will be supportive of you. So that's a given. Uh, I would take it a step further, especially for people who are very visible, very present in the communities that they help build. I would say accept people and accept how people can be different from you and accept that people will think will have different opinions on things that you feel strongly about and i would say don't shut doors if doors are shut and walls are built you would just find yourself so cut off from the world because I'll tell you now, as someone who's lived in different countries, your pet peeves, multiply that by 8 billion. Mm -hmm. Pet peeves can close doors and put up walls. They can do. So what I've found works for me and what gives me so many meaningful connections with people is that I concentrate on what, what we have that's similar and I celebrate the things that make us different in that it makes them more unique to me and me more unique to them. And I love that we can celebrate differences. We, we shouldn't just look at differences and say, no, we should all be the same about this. We should all think the same about that. Sure, there are some core beliefs like, you know, the, the dignity and, and value of life <laughs> and, and things like that. But all the flavors around us on a global scale are not going to mix well with your pet peeves. So I, I, I put my pet peeves on a shelf. I just think they're not worth it. Now that I'm in my forties, the pet peeves are not worth it. I, I'd rather not judge people best on, ba uh, no, based on my pet peeves, and and that's made life so much more um, connected. Like I feel more connected with people. So my advice is set aside your pet peeves. Life is short. Don't build walls, build bridges. And I think any community based on that 
is a community of tolerance, of acceptance, and of constant learning. Because even if you are passionate about belief that somebody else doesn't believe in, you're, building a wall is not the same as reaching out to try and see where your discourse, your dialogue can bring you. So people like that, I don't think they'll go anywhere else. There'll be a limit to where they go. And I don't want to end up like that. So I constantly remind myself to build bridges. Yeah. Also, different communities can work together. You know, don't be a gatekeeper. Don't just say, oh, this is my thing. And you can only have a slice of it if if I'm in charge and you're following my rules. Uh, Liverpool is a great example because there's multiple uh, improv organizations in Liverpool and all of them mm -hmm. are a bit different from each other. So they're not there stepping on each other's toes, offering the same thing. They've all got their own sort of different thing going on and they can all coexist in that area. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's not the case everywhere. Some places are like, we were here first and we're the only ones that can be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're on our turf. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Which yeah. is quite American in its in its sort of and uh, in, in the way that is because you know the more i learn about the improv scene in america it, it's very much oh yeah in this city this is the place that that owns improv and in this city this place owns improv and they've all got their own sort of different ways to learn and you have to reach yeah. this level and all that kind of stuff and it's i feel there's well, a lot more freedom here I would broaden the spectrum there into, I think anybody, anybody with charisma and a, an ego, anybody who finds themselves saying, well, this is not cool until I say it is, or uh, you call it a gatekeeper. Yeah. Anyone who says that like, oh, I've got to be okay with it before it gets done. Um, and that kind of behavior it comes from ego so i guess it goes against the community the idea of a community where voices from left right center must be heard so yeah i i don't i don't prescribe to that or rather i don't subscribe to that <laughs> and uh yeah i i generally find that if i if i see that i keep it at arm's length and i go for the more like just the more whole like let's all get to get along <laughs> let's all get along and should there be any instances where where there is disrespect or violation those will be dealt with swiftly but but you know the, yeah acceptance is more my thing i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there we go. Uh, that's been a great chat all about building communities and people can find all the different communities mentioned there uh, online. So Glossop Improv exists online. Go find it on Facebook predominantly. Uh, Flincher Funnybone exists online as well. Uh, again, predominantly Facebook. There is an Instagram. Uh, Glossop Improv has an Instagram as well, doesn't it? Does it? Uh, yes, yes, it, yes does. it does. It does indeed. And so also, if you are, yeah. Stantol has Instagram as well as Facebook, and we are busy con uh, constructing our website. And it's very exciting because we've had a year of case studies to to show a need for this kind of approach to to the community or um, events in our in our local flincher. Also, um, oh, it's gone out of my head, right out of my head. But um, oh. Yeah, you'll have to say something now because what I was about to say is completely gone. That's fine. Uh, well, I'm going to say, obviously, Liverpool Comedy Improv uh, is a massive community and people can find out all about it on their website, uh, which I will talk and about more once you've finished uh, telling us your thoughts. Because <laughs> I've, just, I've just remembered. Uh, that's, that, that's right, Bob. <laughs> Um, if you're ever in North Wales and you're looking for a venue that's very supportive of the performing arts, creative arts, um, that believes in um, making sure that the artist gets what they need, uh, gets paid for the gig that they do, look up Kathy Issa. 
outside Bold and Menevesa because Sara and Nikki and that lot, um, they are amazing with creatives. They believe in that stuff and they believe that it's it comes um, it's part and parcel of a, a healthy person is to be mentally uh, mentally um, uh, connected to what makes you really creative. There, thank you. I just remembered it. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> fine. Uh, so, Kafi Isa, we should say, is C A double F I space i s a it's all welsh so it's not cafe as it is in english it's coffee the welsh one mm -hmm. it's welsh <laughs> that's right thanks for having me uh, well thank you for coming on and having this wonderful chat it's always a pleasure to put you in another room to have a chat instead of sitting next to you on the sofa <laughs> <laughs> thanks hulvaur Well, thank you so much to Seki for coming on and doing that. It was wonderful to have that chat. And yeah, right at the start of that, she referenced um, recovering from being sick. If you listened to the last episode, you will have heard me talk about the fact that I've been quite sick recently. And it kind of helps a lot when you've got such a wonderful person that you share a house with that you can bring on as a guest to your show to have wonderful conversations like that. So... I really appreciate Seki for helping me put this episode together this week. I do have lots more great plans coming up. And someone that was mentioned in this chat, actually, Helena Yang, is going to be on the show at some point. It's just a case of us trying to make our schedules match. My next month, or two, or even three months, is pretty hectic. I don't know what my schedule is going to look like, really, in terms of the show, whether I'm going to be able to get these guests on this side of Christmas, or I'm going to have to wait till after. Christmas and get some guests on in the new year. There might just be some specials until then. Who knows? Uh, what I do know is that we're going to keep bringing you some great content every other week. So thank you very much if you are one of those regulars that keeps on coming back for more. And thank you very much if, if this is your first time. As always, uh, I appreciate you for seeking out the show and finding out all about it. In the last episode of the show, I did talk about my my amazing journey that I'm on right now as a voice actor and since then like some great stuff has come my way and uh, I'm just waiting to sort of iron out bits of paperwork and things like that but great things uh, are hopefully on the horizon so fingers crossed that everything sort of does come to fruition there and I have agreed an actual date with Gravy for the Brain as well so in November I'm going to be running another improv for voice actor session with gravy for the brain so i'm very excited about that I've, I've already started putting my thoughts down and planning what that webinar slash workshop is going to be like and yeah i'm i'm still on that voice acting journey and you can follow me on social media which i'll, I'll get to in a bit if, if you want to sort of keep up to speed with how that's all going and this whole thing has been about community today and i wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for the liverpool comedy improv community it's had an incredible impact on my life and it's had an incredible impact on the lives of so many people that I've met because of it. And I'm recording this on the 30th of September. Yes, I think that's the date. And tomorrow, for example. So this will have happened by the time this uh, airs, this episode airs. But the Oikers, who all formed at Liverpool Comedy Improv, uh, we are going to Leeds tomorrow and we're going to be performing there. So recently we were in Nottingham for the Robin Hood Improv Festival and then we've got a gig in Leeds tomorrow and more exciting prospects on the horizon as well. And that is thanks to Liverpool Comedy Improv. So, yeah, th that is a wonderful, wonderful place. If you've never been, go. If you haven't been for a while, go again soon. You know, I, I really want to try and go again soon because I went over the summer at an absolute blast. And I just, I love how my life has changed because of all the people I met at LCI. And, you know, the thing is, I didn't have a bad life before. <laughs> I've always been quite fortunate. I'm the sort of person that always finds the positives in things. And thanks to LCI, I've just been able to sort of heighten everything, turn, turn it up to 11 in life. And, you know, I'm loving life more than I ever was. And I love where my life is going and how unlock this creativity in me again 
And that is thanks to the community that Emma Bird has built at Liverpool Comedy Improv. And look at the impact it, it's having. It, it's, it's that ripple effect. It's sort of, she's thrown that stone into the, the pool and that ripple has had a massive positive impact on all of the things it's touched. So massive thanks as always to, to Emma and to LCI and to everyone that is part of the LCI community because I love all of you and if you've not been on this show yet, I'd really like to get you on the show or if you don't even know what improv is and you've just stumbled upon this podcast and you're interested in getting into improv, then perhaps you want to head over to www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. Maybe you are an improviser already and you love improv, but you want to check out something new, a new scene. Well, you can go to that website and you can find out all about Liverpool Comedy Improv and what they have to offer and when they have to offer it. You can also check Liverpool Comedy Improv out on Facebook just by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv. And... You can do that on Twitter and Instagram as well. Oh, I said Twitter. I shouldn't say Twitter anymore. X. You can find it on X. Um, yeah, just at Live Comedy Improv, and you'll find all the things you need to know about Liverpool Comedy Improv. This show has a specific Facebook page as well, the Liverpool Comedy Improv cast on Facebook. Just search for it, and you'll find all the things you need for this show, including sort of links to all of the past episodes and just trailers and things like that, information about when new episodes are coming out, that sort of thing. And if you're a member of the LCI community and you want to come and be a guest on the show, then please do. You can contact me on social media, probably Facebook or Instagram are the the ones most people tend to use for messaging me, I guess. Uh, But yeah, get in touch with me or get in touch with Emma Bird and we will make the arrangements as soon as possible. As always, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating. Write us a nice little positive review because there's little things like that that really do uh, make a difference and they help us to, to boost ourselves and get our name out there. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me pretty much everywhere um, of, of note. So you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, X, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, just search for at Ian Luke Jones. That's I A I N L U K E J O N E S. And yeah, I'm very fortunate to have my actual name on all of the the various handles for things. And I also have a website which you can check out, which is uh, IanLukeJones.com. That's IanLukeJones.com. And on there, you can find links to all of my voice acting stuff. You can find out all about improv on there as well, and links to the different communities that I'm a part of in improv can find out my thoughts through my blog you can find out any upcoming gigs that i have you can find out all about the podcast on there as well there's a lovely section about the podcast so head over to my website and so immerse yourself in all things ian and that is pretty much it for this episode again thank you so much to seki for coming on helping me out with this wonderful episode it was a really great topic actually you know building a community especially in improv, it's so important. And it was really nice just to have the opportunity just to sit and sort of piece those thoughts together. Well, there we go. I will see you all in a couple of weeks. I say see you, I won't see you. I won't even hear you, but you'll hear me, hopefully. Right, here, here we go. Here are some words, as always, that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv, and yes, and... <laughs>